0: Hey everyone, Kevin here from the NOYC Godcast, where we bring you wacky wisdom each week from God's Word. In today's episode, we're going to be wrapping up this month's series on discipleship. So, I'm going to start this episode off with scripture from Mark 16:15, where it says, And he said to them, he being Jesus, Go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In this verse, Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he gives them a very clear mission. As Christians, we are all disciples of Christ, so therefore this mission from Christ is also meant for us. I think most Christians would agree that God wants us to build his kingdom during our time on earth, and the only way to do that is to spread the gospel. I have talked to and heard many Christians talk about how they struggle with speaking the, with spreading the gospel. There are plenty of reasons why I hear some Christians struggle. One of the most common is the time wasn't right, or I wanted to talk to that person alone. Jesus didn't say wait for the perfect time to spread the gospel. He said spread it. If the disciples of the past would have waited for the perfect opportunity to spread the gospel, they would have wasted more moments than I can imagine. No thoughts. I'll continue. (laughs) Jamie's not here. Can you tell? Oh yeah. The world that we live in is not always going to be accepting of God's truth mainly because those truths infringe on their way of life yet it is those very people who aren't accepting God's truth that need to hear them the most when spreading the gospel as Christians we will be shunned mocked laughed at and even hated by those who are trying we are, by those that we are trying to help So the very same people that we're trying to help are going to be the ones that are turning us away with the most, I don't want to say evil, but with the most resistance, Mm -hmm. is a good way to put it. In spreading the gospel, we are heading into enemy territory to tell people the truth that the enemy doesn't want them to know.
1: I think you bring up a good point that... um you know, we, we are all guilty of desiring that perfect moment or, or at least, you know, desiring an easy audience. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You don't have the times not right? Just finding a soft target. Like, are you allowed to say that what you're talking yeah. about? the yeah. gospel? Yeah. <laughs> but like, Jesus makes it clear. Like he tells the, he tells his disciples, you know, uh, brush the dust off when they reject you. In other words, they're not going to all receive the good news. He tells us we will be hated for his namesake and, and persecuted for his name namesake. And so, there's supposed to be opposition here. Mm-hmm. And if we're waiting for a time when there's no opposition, we're kind of shortcutting what Jesus did say. Right. Um. And if we're looking for the easy out, we're like cheating the system. <laughs> it's not like we're trying to like, don't throw a stone at your neighbor and be like, you know, like don't, don't make them angry. Like don't yeah. intentionally don't poke, poke the bear. Mayor. Mayor. <laughs> right. But ultimately like, it's not about easy or not easy. It's about doing what he said, regardless of consequence.
2: Yeah. I think uh, um when we think about sharing our faith, right. We think about, I say this all the time, um, but simple and easy are not the same thing, right? Yeah. And when we're looking for, um, it's supposed to be simple. We're not mm-hmm. supposed to overcomplicate the gospel. A lot of times we do, right? Yeah. We we overcomplicate it. Um, but it, it uh, but it's not supposed to be easy, right? Right? And if we we're looking for that perfect time where we're comfortable in doing that. We make mistakes. Yeah. When you're comfortable, you make mistakes. Yeah. And so I think, as, as you were reading the earlier part about um, looking for that perfect time, think about uh, Philip and the eunuch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, like, oh, should I go over there? Like, he's the dude is busy. Like, he's really, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's clearly doing something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he was led by the Holy Spirit to go in that moment because that's who needed to hear it in that yeah. moment. Yeah. And um, we just, overthink things (laughs) yeah definitely complicate
0: things i think that we overcomplicate it because by our like like you both said we want the easy Mm -hmm. you know target and i think uh when i first started doing the the tuesday night discipleship classes i would always use the like i have a lot of low hanging fruit in my life and i met like these were people who kind of sort of was on the right track and i did you know like a little nudge you know what I mean like I knew that by talking the gospel to them like they weren't going to kick me out their house or anything like that like they would hear me out and you you know what I mean so like I was like yeah those are like easy targets and I would kind of like you know rub my hands together like you know what I mean but that's not mainly who this is intended for you know what I mean I I I honestly believe that it's for the people who are like could kick you out of yeah. their house for Well
1: and I think that kind of tying together the uh, verses you read with, with Phil. I love the story of Philip and the eunuch. It's one of my favorites. Uh, Juliet learned that Sunday school this morning. Um But with that those two things, you get this you get this idea from the story that Philip comes upon the eunuch as he's going, right? It's not mm-hmm. like he like w- had had the eunuch on his list and it's like, oh, Now's the time. We, here we go. Like, uh, And it wasn't like, you know, he was like spying for the next chariot to pop up either. It right. was just as Philip was going, he came upon a eunuch sitting in his chariot. Right. And so it's kind of the same with with uh, you read the Great Commission there. And Jesus says, go ye in, into all the world. And that word, I think we talked about this on the first episode, I believe. Um, was <laughs> it was a long time ago. But that word literally means as you go. So like in your daily walk, as you're going, every person is put in your path for a reason Mm -hmm. and it's not by coincidence. And so it should be that we're casting seeds constantly. We're constantly sharing the gospel in everywhere we go and everything that we do and not necessarily picking out targets easy or hard. Right. Because if you're doing it to everybody, yeah, you're going to have most people reject you or most people accept you, but the pieces will fall where they may, if you're doing it as you go. Right. That makes sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I don't know if, uh, Uh, Each one of us here has a different experience in coming to Christ as far as how we got to Christ, Mm -hmm. right? And I remember uh, here coming to this church was when I realized that I was lost and I needed to be saved. And um, I remember once I had received Christ as my Lord and Savior without anybody explaining to me the Great Commission or without anybody kind of walking me through the process that we all need to— share our faith and we're all ambassadors for christ i remember having that yearning mm-hmm. to share my faith with uh with someone um in particular we were going back to uh we moved here from indiana um back in 2018 and we were going back to pick up some stuff from our house and finish closing up the house so we can sell it and i wanted to go talk to my neighbor because at that around that time was when i got saved and i, I just wanted to express to her what god had done in my life mm-hmm. and i remember asking christians like I, You know, how do I witness to someone? I didn't even know. I didn't even know the word was witness to them. You know what I mean? That's how fresh I was. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to share them what God did for me. Mm -hmm. And they gave me a track to share with them. And the reason why a lot of people don't share their faith is because they don't really don't know how to. Mm -hmm. They don't really know how to share their faith. You know, we talk about Romans Road. I've shared uh, the three circles as a Mm -hmm. method of sharing the gospel but they just don't have the tools they're not equipped to do it you know because there's not any there's no one walking alongside of them to teach them how to share their your faith mm-hmm. and so evangelism sharing your faith and discipleship go hand in hand you yep. can't separate them from one another they're they're the same thing if you lead someone to Christ then you, and you have the ability to disciple them you should take the opportunity to right. disciple them and show show them how to share their faith show them you know why they share their faith what because it's part of their identity they're a new creation and they're ambassadors for Christ um and without anybody talking to me, the Holy Spirit had put that yearning in me. You know what I mean? And that was a beautiful thing because yeah. through that, I, I I began to search at myself and learning how to share my faith. And so I believe in, you know, I'm, I'm a human, so I make mistakes, but I believe that every Christian who gives her, you know, everybody who gives their life to Christ, who becomes a Christian, has that yearning mm-hmm. in one way or another. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our job as Christians who have been walking in the faith for a while, for a long time, is to take those young Christians and yeah. teach them how to do that. Yeah. Teach them how to share your faith. Teach them how to share the things that you've learned with someone else. Yep. And so if you're looking for easy, you're going to be looking so for a long time. <laughs> sell ice cream, as Spurgeon <laughs> would say. <laughs> if you're yeah.
1: looking to be popular, sell ice cream.
0: Yeah. I remember uh, watching a video recently. A guy was talking about like, um, you know, like when, when the rapture comes and everything. And he was, of course, kind of like, Adding his own little spoon, a bit of like his feelings about it. And he said, you know, like he's out playing basketball with his friends, and the rapture comes, and he's going up, and like he's looking down at his friends, and his friends are like, wait, you knew this answer all along and didn't tell us, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, well, I wanted to play it cool with you guys right. because, like, you guys are my basketball buddies, yeah, yeah. and I didn't want to ruin playing basketball with you every Saturday. You know what I mean? So, really, any. Any relationship that you have with someone is worth risking to spread the gospel to them. You know what I mean? And if you feel as though that they're going to, like, I don't know, shun you or something, that's even more of a reason to spread it like like that. They need to hear it more so than someone else.
1: I think it's it's a great tie-in that uh, Miguel said it, but without – evangelizing or without witnessing, there is no discipleship to be had. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, Jesus here says to go, you know, the world, make disciples, teaching them what I taught you. But. There's no one to teach if you don't, if they're not saved. And so that uh, first step here, obviously, yeah. is to uh, make converts who become disciples. I mean, a disciple ultimately is a convert like, they are the same thing, yeah. but ultimately you do have to start <laughs> somewhere. And so that starting place is just sharing your faith and sharing the good news, uh, which leads to uh, discipling and discipleship.
2: I think that the the thing about that is, especially the great commission to go, um, I, I always read that as, all right, Josh, you're not safe, go. Yeah, go. And the thing is, you go, but I'm going with you. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go yeah. walk right alongside with you. Yeah. I'm going to teach you how to go. Yeah. So whenever somebody does, you know, give you a frowny face, it's discouraging to you. as see yeah. you know what I mean. But I, I'm here to walk alongside you and be like, hey, listen, that's it's, it's yeah. okay that somebody, you know, you. remember
1: me. the text that Jesus says, um, you know, when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was right. thirsty, you watered me uh that's not an exact <laughs> quote but but the, op- the opposite was also true right when, when i was hungry you didn't feed me and so mm-hmm. and so what i'm getting at is the same way when when you're frowned upon by those you witness to it's like they're doing it to Jesus, though it was to Miguel that we frowned at. Right. It was like they were doing it to Jesus because Miguel is going in the name of Jesus. And so it's the same for all of us. When they reject you, it's not really you they're rejecting, though it may feel personal. Mm-hmm. It's the rejection of the message, the good news, and it's the rejection of Jesus ultimately that they will pay for. Uh, but it is – it is. we are human. It's difficult not to take it personal and not to take that hit on our own shoulders. Uh, it is definitely uh, discouraging. Um, I can share from experience how
2: um, – I've been out before, and it's not that easy. And so one of the ways that I like to share my faith is when I approach somebody, is I ask them, how can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. And so as Christians, you know, when someone asks you that, you know, you're like, ah, someone just want to pray for me. You know, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, here's the list of things you can pray for me. But to someone who is lost, they don't even want prayer. Right. Yeah. And, and it's discouraging. You know, yeah. you ask about going to pray for you? And they're like, well, I'm okay. I'm like, well, you don't want prayer? Like, that's boring <laughs> to me. And so I remember this one time I went out. And I walked around and and there was nobody like nobody wanted prayer. Nobody wanted to talk to me. I was just so discouraged. It was just discouraging. And, and um, as I was walking back, I remember um, I was walking and I was walking up a hill and it was right here up up by the church, by the cemetery. It was a Sunday. There was a guy like weed whacking, just, you know, just randomly, just weed whacking the cemetery. And and I remember just walking. He stopped weed whacking so that I could walk, you know, not get stuff on me. And, uh, you know, we made small talkies at high, and, and I asked him, you know, I was like, how can I pray for you? You know, it's like my last, mm-hmm. you know, give it all you got. How mm-hmm. can I? And he started sharing with me, you know, how I could pray for him. And after he, he, he shared with me, you know, after having a conversation, it turned out he was a Christian, too. Mm-hmm. And the last mm-hmm. thing he said to me was, you know, I probably will never see you again, uh, but we'll see each other on the other side. Yeah. And as I was walking back to the church, I'm an easy crier to begin with. Like, I, I just, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, but I began weeping because like, Lord, this is what I needed. Right. God is doing the work, not just, we We think that, oh, I'm, I, I got to go out and share my faith. God is doing the work on them, But God is doing the work in us too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he will give us exactly what we need when we need that Absolutely. encouragement. when We just feel like, oh, I'm not just spinning my wheels here. Yep. He shows you like, no, you're not, you're not, I'm doing something for you yeah. and I'm doing the work in you yep. too, so. It's he's working on us as long as also as we work and share the faith. So so you
1: could say that that God sent you your own Philip, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. I feel like everyone there's no person you come in contact with by coincidence or happenstance. Like mm-hmm. every single person is intentionally sovereignly sent by God, whether that's to reject the gospel or to encourage you or accept the gospel. And so maybe a lesson to all of us that as we go in all of our daily motions, everyone is intentional uh, and sent by God. That's Man. both terrifying and exciting.
0: <laughs> I remember when I when I first got saved and somehow I got dragged into a conversation with these two guys and like I I, I kept just coming back to like, all right, like I've said everything that I can possibly say to them, and they are still like angrily opposed to this some like all right well it's time to wrap it up you know what i mean like i'm not gonna cast my pearls to swine mm-hmm. i'm just gonna move on and i was like all right guys well i'm gonna pray for you guys and they were like see there you go again <laughs> and i was like what <laughs> like how, how was that like hey, yeah. you know what i mean like some people i mean i was just like blown away i'm like so by me saying i'm gonna pray for you how was that offensive yeah. To you and I, and still to this day, I'm like, so I was basically you're rejecting me, asking the creator of all things to help you out. You you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't, I don't want help from the most powerful force. (laughs) How dare you for asking? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. You know what I mean? So it's just like a weird thing that I kind of flashback. To every now also, and then. I think we
2: had, we need to understand like the name of Jesus is going to create division, right? Yes. Is it, is, there's people who are going to love the name of Jesus. There's people who are going to reject the name of Jesus, and right. be Openly hostile. So that's something we need to remember.
1: Well, and 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 in the generation we, we we're growing up in, there's so many people who mistake the name of Jesus. Yes. So like you can say you're praying for someone, and to a lot of people that brings up a lot of past history with church and religion. That's not true to the gospel and the Bible, mm-hmm. and so it is offensive. And it should be offensive because it's awful. right? And so sometimes, you know, we use the words. And while we're using it in a pure sense, they're hearing it in a very demented sense.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, And even recently I had a guy say to me, or he posted something and I was just compelled to reply because he mentioned the Bible. And he basically said, don't dismiss black history and then tell me the Bible is real. And I was like, Hmm. Okay, this I need further information here. Right? <laughs> so I, you know, sit back. I was like, well, why can't they both be real? You know what I mean? Because to me, you know, black history is real. It's what really happened. Sure. And the Bible is real. Right. It's like, I like apples and bananas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it, It's not discrediting either one. It's just yeah. saying both are tasty, yeah. you know, to me. So then, like, after, like, a a lot of back and forth conversation, he finally said that where he lives, there is like pushback for the school system to teach about slavery in America, okay? Like like they just don't want to talk about that, okay? And he's on the, you know, he has kids in the school system, so he's on the side of, no, teach the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, and then they're using the Bible as to why they shouldn't teach it. And I'm like, wow, I wonder what scripture that they're, like, yeah. misusing, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? But in mind, I'm thinking, like, the best way to combat that is read the Bible yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you will know. Right. You know what I mean? Like teach people, it to your children. Exactly. last week's episode, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but people are often, like, confronted with someone who is either misquoting the Bible or just— You know, using one little verse to make their point. And the best way to, I don't know if combat is the right right word to use that, but the best way to oppose that is to know the Bible yourself. So when they say something, you can say yes. But did you also read, you know what I mean, the verse before and after that to put that in proper context? So back on schedule. In today's time of technology, we have so many opportunities to spread God's word. The enemy is definitely using the same technology to entice the world into following him. Why shouldn't we Christians use the technology as a tool to build God's kingdom? This podcast is an example of doing that. This is a subject that I could honestly go on and on and on about. So I'll end on this note. We as Christians didn't write the gospel. We had no hand in his creation at all. We are commanded to spread it. We are the messengers of good news. Many people reject the message when we present it to them. Yet by, presenting, yet by presenting it to them, we are doing what we've been commanded to do of us. That did not sound right. But basically by presenting the message, we're doing what we were told to do. We cannot change a person's heart, but we can point them to the one that can. Any final comment?
2: I was thinking about uh, the the parable of the farmer um, and the soils. Mm-hmm. If you notice, um, the farmer didn't create the seed. He didn't choose the weather. He didn't choose whether it was going to be sunny. He didn't choose whether it was going to be rainy that day. The only thing he was told to do was just go out and spread the seed, right, and spread it abroad. And whether it landed in in, in rocky soil or whether it landed in the weeds, he was just told to go out and spread it. And that's what we're told to do. We're just go, told to go out and spread the seed. And in Mark, it talks about an unseen doer, right? He goes to sleep, and there's an unseen doer that provides the growth. That's that's what we're called to do, right? We're just called to go out and spread the seed, and, and the unseen doer is the one that's going to provide the, the growth. And once we begin to see that growth, we nurture it, right? We begin to nurture it. We begin to um, um, disciple that discipleship process, walking alongside of them. Um, and that's that's what we're called to do, so. I, l- I like uh, how you finished it.
0: Thank you. So today's featured content is Build Your Church by Elevation Worship and Maverick City. Last week's trivia. Ooh, was... oh, no,
1: that was how many times more disciples used in the Bible?
0: Yeah, what were the options? I don't know. No, one is 100 something. And the other thing yeah. were lost. I think it was, was like one. I want to say it was. Like three were close together, like 20 something. 30 something and 50 something and then 135. How many times is the word disciple used in the Bible? 14, 29, 57, and 132. Oh, I think it's I think it's 29. Uh, B? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the answer to last week's trivia question, we believe, was mm-hmm. B. Yeah, we're fairly certain. <laughs> <Yes>. We're Pretty <laughs> sure. Give me 50-50 at this point. Trust God's <laughs> word, Us, so awesome. not so much. Exactly. <laughs> okay. This week's trivia question is: what was the first video streaming service on the internet was it a netflix b hulu c youtube or d direct tv stream this week's birthday shout outs happy birthday to tiffany france hope barber quentin stoneburner zeta peck Braylon turner aiden hefner Amaya Craft, Ashley Puttick, and Kendra Oakley. Happy birthday, guys. Happy
1: birthday. Well, don't
0: forget. Got a piece of mail. Just
1: happened upon. (laughs) Mail call. (laughs) So this is actually a a Facebook comment from Tara Bates, but she says this about this year or this month's series. She says, this series on discipleship is so good. Today's episode, which was last week's, uh, is so full of good stuff. A couple of things that stood out to me. Let your kids see that you are still learning and growing in grace and knowledge of Jesus as you teach them. We won't ever be done learning until we make it to heaven. And the comment was made that kids may feel sad when finding and finding out make believe magic is empty and fake, but through the realization will come that Jesus is where hope and fulfillment are. And so thanks Tara for tuning in. Thanks for your, uh, thanks for watching the uh, whole yeah, thing. watching <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. And getting the gist of yeah. the episode, yeah. what a blessing you are to many <laughs> specifically us. Uh, but thanks for, uh, thanks for the comment. So we'd love to have your comments. Uh, whether that be snail mail, carrier pigeon, Facebook, YouTube, <laughs> <Pigeons>. <laughs> just pigeons. throw pigeons. pigeons at us. <laughs> throw uh, pigeons at us. But yeah, we'd love to hear from
0: you. All right. Don't forget to uh, like, share, subscribe, all those video things that you do. Did I miss one? Like, share, subscribe. Comment. Comment and follow. Mm. I left oh. out two. So make sure you do all those Episode things. Episode of
1: Discipleship and you forgot the word follow. Uh Talk it. good yeah,
2: it's good. Good. you're still and learning I'm still right. learning we get great I will be learning <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: until my final days until then we'll see you guys on next week Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs> um, I need clicky click power
2: he needs the power
0: clicky click power Is it on? Oh, XP bar.
1: You might
0: have to switch it off. Or no. There you go. Right. Yeah, that helps to turn things thing. Mm-hmm. That's what
1: happens when you're born in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have that's what we expected
0: that <there> from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling y'all, you, you've got true colors. Y'all don't understand.